Hello, I'm Rabbi Avram Rothman, and welcome to the premiere edition of The Gripes of Rothman, where I take a few minutes to be able to speak to you, be it about the time of year, the weekly Parsha, or something that's bothering me that's going on that I think is something worth discussing. So today I wanted to speak to you a bit about something that you find in the Parsha this week in Parsha's bow. And here it tells us something extraordinary. It tells us that when Moshe comes to Pharaoh for the last time, he's about to do the coup de grace, the big, big, big plague, the killing of the firstborn. Here it's about to happen. It's after nine times Moshe has come to Pharaoh, each time telling him we're about to have a plague. The plague starts exactly when he says, it finishes when he says, it does exactly what he says. He's batting a thousand here. Every time, nine out of nine times, Moshe goes, he makes a promise to Pharaoh that this is what's going to happen, and it happens. And along comes the tenth time. And the tenth time we have something extremely strange that happens here. And, and what is it that happens is that Moshe is about to tell Pharaoh, or he begins to tell Pharaoh, that we're going to have the plague that's going to be the killing of the firstborn. Now keep in mind, Pharaoh is a firstborn. Pharaoh has a son who's a firstborn who's going to take over for him. Pharaoh needs to have a son take over for him if he wants his dynasty to continue. And of course, he wants it to, and he himself doesn't want to die. So now Moshe comes to him with this idea that, that at that night, they're going to have the killing of the firstborn. And Moshe says that at approximately midnight, Hashem will appear, and the firstborn of every person and every animal in Mitzrayim will die. There will not be a house in Egypt without a dead body. Every single one is going to happen at approximately midnight. The fact is, though, that when God tells Moshe that I'm going to come and kill the firstborn, he doesn't say at approximately midnight. He says at midnight. Why does Moshe change the words? And the commentaries tell us that Moshe purposely did not want to be precise in what he said. He did not want to say exactly when it was going to happen. He wanted to be vague because he was afraid that the magicians of Pharaoh, who could tell the time, would be off by a few seconds. And they would say, what do you mean the firstborn were going to uh, died at midnight? They didn't die at midnight. They died at midnight and two seconds. It was off by two seconds. You see, it's not true. It's not real. The Egyptians were going to say that Moshe's lying. He's making all of this up. It's not really true. He says at midnight, and it wasn't at midnight, when in reality, they made a mistake, and it was midnight. But nevertheless, Moshe changes the word of God from saying that I will come at midnight to I will come at approximately midnight in order so that they shouldn't be able to say that. But the fact is, why? What does he care? I mean, he's already come nine times, and of every one of those times, he was 100% correct. You really think they're going to say, oh, well, all the firstborn died, but they didn't die exactly at midnight, so that's, not, so that's not a plague from God. And you know what? That's exactly what he was afraid of. You see, Moshe understood human nature, and human nature is to nitpick to find little details that are off, to lose sight of the big picture, to lose sight of the forest for the trees. 
Right? This is how people are. You can have a guy who comes and he's beautifully dressed and he's ready to go get married at his own wedding and his tie is crooked, people say. Oh, his tzitzis are, are hanging out. His, his, his hat is crooked. They're going to say things in details to, to be able to find fault when in general... Everything went well. He got married. It was beautiful. Everything was perfect. And okay, his shoe was untied. People can witness the going out of Egypt where God goes and intervenes in all different ways into, in, in, into nature. And he lets the entire world know once and for all that it is God who, who controls human destiny and history. Nevertheless, there are always those naysayers, the cynics, the nitpickers, the pundits who will go and say, oh, it wasn't 12 o'clock. He said midnight and it wasn't. What do we care today? How does this apply to us? Because you, you realize you could have a person, you could have a shul, you could have a school, you could have an organization that does many great things. But you know what people will comment on? You know that bulletin? The color's a little off. It's funny. Oh, there's always a spelling mistake. They're always making mistakes, even though they made one out of a thousand. Nevertheless, people are always nitpicking. They're looking for the triviality, the little detail that they're going to go after. Right? The Gomorrah in Gomorrah Sota tells us a story. It says that when, when the suspected wife goes to drink the Sota water, and, and where she might get blessed and she might get cursed, depending on what she's done. The Ramban tells us that the Kohen has to get up and tell her exactly what's going to happen if she did wrong and, they, and how this is going to affect her. And it, and it says that her stomach will explode and her thigh will fall away. What if the Kohen says it backwards? He says, listen, your thigh is going to fall away and your stomach will explode. He's saying the same thing, but he's not saying it in the same order. So it says in such a case, right, that, that it says that people would not believe that it was the Sota water that actually did this, right? They would say that the sickness that she got was not some sickness from the Sota water because it didn't happen exactly as they said, right? What, so I ask you then, when does a woman who just drinks a glass of water have a violent physical reaction and die right in front of you? That's a miraculous event. It's a terrible event, but a miraculous one. And, it ha and so if the Kohen uses the wrong order to tell her what's going to happen, like, what's the big deal? But the people are going to be critical, and they're going to be cynical, and they're going to say nothing miraculous happened here. There was no miracle. It's not like what he said was going to happen. And this is human nature. This is how we are influenced and this tendency destroys any chance of spiritual arousal and inspiration. We miss the boat. Somebody could give an extraordinary lecture that is inspiring, that will raise you up to heaven. And because they're blinking too much or their hair isn't combed right, we miss the boat. We go after the detail and we forget the purpose. Like I said, an organization can do an amazing amount of work.